You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. We actually have some Tigers news to talk about. First time in a while. Uh, I guess technically it's not Tigers news, according to Major League Baseball, because Major League Baseball doesn't exist presently, apparently. Um, But it is... Because international signings are minor league deals, that market is still allowed to happen, and that is allowed to uh, go forward as business as usual. The date is different because of COVID. It got all, all screwed up during the COVID season. It used to be in the middle of the season, in the summer, just like the draft, and now it is on January 15th is when it opened. So it opened on Monday, and... International signings is a very interesting topic of conversation. So that's what is going to be discussed today. We're going to go over some of our past signings uh, the last couple of years and how they are developing. We are going to go over the signings that have been made for this international signing period over the last several days. And also some of the things that could change going forward with international signing uh, with this new agreement that hopefully will be reached before I reach the age of 40. So, international signing, that's the topic of today's show. We've got a present topic to talk about. I'm very excited. You're very excited. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers a first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Okay, international signing. I think the thing to start off with is just how the system works because it's a little weird and then how we could see it change potentially as well going forward this like I said in uh, in the intro this is something that goes on all year technically all year long and while the most of the signings happen right when the period opens, it is still, I mean, technically you could sign anybody like as uh, <laughs> you could sign anybody in like July, even though the, the signing period opens in, uh, in January. So it's a, it's a, it's a long period and it's not necessarily a, an open and close and you have to classify for like which year you're going in. So you can't just like pick up the new next hot thing in in August, you know what I mean? It's, it's that pool is set when the the period opens but there isn't really a, a it's it's a long period <laughs> it's it's a it's a very long period it's just all the signings usually happen at the beginning and that's why we're able to talk about later in the show the the players that the tigers have gotten so far but everybody has a international signing pool of money and it's it starts off uh, that that's also kind of complicated because you can trade international pool money, but that money is not technically part of your budget or your payroll. It's like a different, it's like a like a separate pool than the money that you are spending on player salaries at the MLB level and you know stuff that gets taxed and such like that. It's it's a separate pool 
that everybody has a, a set amount and and at the beginning you you started off with with everybody having about the same amount but between how much you're spending on a given year and all the trades that go on I mean if you look at the the raise I think I brought this up uh, last week when we did the current MLB Players Union Players Association um, the the update on their lockout that is still currently in full effect um, and it's the Rays trade every single trade they make has international pool money in it like literally every single trade you you, you go through and, and look at the the history of since this system was implemented uh, over the last several years, I mean, you can you can see the the Rays will just ask to hey give us also you know 500k in international signing pool money, give us a million dollars international signing pool money. So they are often towards the top in international pool money, and the interesting thing about it this year for the Tigers, interesting is a stupid word, but. The the intriguing thing about that for the Tigers this year is that the Tigers have one of the bigger pool money pools to spend this international uh, free agency period. So the Tigers are looking at, I think it's around $5.7 million in international pool money, which puts them in a pretty it's it's setting set yourself up pretty nicely there is a i believe eight teams that have more money than them and they are in the tier or group right below that so they're setting themselves up pretty nicely this year they they set themselves up i should say pretty nicely this year as they've already spent uh, a, a large majority a large portion of that 5.7 mil but the it, it's just a fascinating system because it's so different than like any other sport. And one of the things that's being discussed within the collective bargaining agreement that still, like I said, has pretty much no end in sight, but is a change in the international signing system. And even potentially going from the current system, which is the like I just explained, the free agency pool, and changing that to the to to a draft, and I am not a hundred percent sure on the nobody is on the exact details of what each side would want in a pool or in a draft rather. And I mean, would it just be reverse record? What so if you if you suck, you have the the first pick in or a top three pick, whatever the lottery ends up being or whatever the lottery size ends up being but if if you're a bottom level team I mean that gives you an an immense advantage now if you can if it's a if it turns into a draft and it would just be reverse record you can potentially have a top pick in the amateur draft and the international draft and that seems like it might be a maybe too much of an advantage I mean a lot of these kids are are 16 right so you're, it's it's a long waiting game anyways, so maybe it's not. Maybe that is relatively fair, but just the, the back and forth of that, you know, if you do get a generational, you know, Juan Soto level prospect and, and 
being able to have a, a top whatever fill-in-the-blank pick in the amateur draft with high schoolers and college kids and getting first dibs or close to first dibs at the international level seems like a, a massive advantage. So that's kind of the back and forth that's going on between the CBA is just the how to... But It seems like the system's going to get changed. It's just a matter of how dramatic of a change it will be and if this draft comes to fruition. And like I said, these players are are most times five to, you know, potentially even up to eight years away from making the majors and, and plenty of them don't even make the majors at all. There, there is a, a huge risk in signing and acquiring these, these kids, literally children <laughs> by definition, uh, to these multi-million dollar deals, right? I mean, that they most of them are 16 if if they're 17 that's honestly on the higher end for the international pool money and you can start negotiating with them at like 13 and start talking <laughs> uh they, they can't sign till they're 16 but but you can start negotiating with people as young as 13 years old man and so there is a a big risk and and like i said not all of them turn out and such but it is pretty fascinating to to think about a, a draft system and how that could either, I mean, like teams like the Yankees, right? The Yankees are pretty competitive every single year. They always are because they have a, a lot of money and don't mind going over the luxury tax most times. I mean, that's a team that is a huge player in the international uh, free agency system as it stands currently in the free agency system. They, they get a ton of top international prospects. They got another one that's at the top of a lot of lists. This year, in Roderick Arias, they obviously we, everybody knows about Jason Dominguez at this point. They're a, they're a huge player in that market, and if it was a true draft system, a full draft system, they would then be towards the bottom. Now, it could be a draft system, and the player still has the ability to say, I don't want to sign with you, and, and we, we could. Who knows what's to come, honestly. But it is something that's pretty fascinating to think about the the current system versus how different this all could look in just a year's time. So we will get into some of the international free agents that the Tigers have signed over the last couple of years and updates on them. And then we will obviously, obviously get into the players that the Tigers have signed so far in this international signing period. But first, I got to tell you all about Built Bar. It's the new year. That means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and honestly may even be better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or even taste like chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to the candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes, the one at home, the pantry, the office, in, the, in your car, wherever. And throw out all your sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least 
eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. There's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie. The list goes on and on. There's many, many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors as well. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. You can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Doing some international signing free agency roundup. In the first segment, we talked about kind of the the system in place and how it works because it's kind of crazy and how it could change going forward. And now we're going to take a look at some of the international signings from Tigers past and, and not, you know, past as in, 10, 15 years ago and people that aren't playing baseball anymore, but some of the current prospects in the Tigers top 30 or just big name prospects within the organization in general that we got via international signing and, you know, updates on them, how they're doing, etc. I want to start, I don't know if I want to start with the big one or end on the big one. I will start with one of the bigger ones, but we'll end on the really, really big one. Okay, so for starters, we have Christian Santana. Christian Santana was signed just last January. He was last year's big splash in the international signing pool. And, I mean, we should talk about tendencies for a little bit because the Detroit Tigers, for most of my life, had never been prominent in the international signing period, ever. They, they would get their, their low-end guys, not spend too terribly much money. It was not a, a prominent part of the system. And, and they got some some players, you know, your Dixon Machados and whatnot. They, you got some some players that were uh, that, that found their way to the majors and, and were mild success stories or whatnot. But th- for the most part, they never made it a huge splash. That was that was never their thing. They they never dropped a, a big bag on an international signing, and it wasn't really until just the last two or three years that that's changed. And now it has changed, which is awesome because that's a important part of. I mean, I mean, it's it's a huge fueler when when you look at some of the biggest names in baseball. You have Juan Soto, you have Fernando Tatis Jr., you have Vladdy Jr. Like there's so many players, Shohei Otani, you know, Yoenis Cespedes even back in the day. I mean, if if you were old enough to remember the Yoenis Cespedes sweepstakes, man, that was that. I mean, that was front page news on even thing networks and such that didn't cover sports. Everybody and their mother was talking about Yoenis Cespedes, uh, Masahiro Tanaka. I mean, the the list goes on and on. There's it, it's such a prominent part of Jose Abreu. For the White Sox. All right, I'm done having ADHD brain. But the the, it's just fascinating how uninvolved this organization has been for so long when it comes to international signings and how they just seem to like not care at all. And we're like, yeah, no, there, this is one of the biggest fuelers and most important and vital parts to growing a farm system and a major league team. And we're just not interested in it. And that was part of Dombrowski's thing was just I'm only 
going to focus all of my energy and attention onto players that play at the major league level only. And I'm not going to focus on prospects. I'm going to trade any good prospect we have away. I'm not going to waste my time on 16-year-olds that that are not going to be in the majors for six to eight years. You know what? Screw all that. I am just going to focus on major league talent. And that was DD's thing. However, it's a nice change of pace these days to actually be involved within the international market. And Christian Santana is has the record for the largest bonus given to an international signee in Detroit Tigers history last year at $2.95 million. He was a shortstop. He is currently 18. Uh, he is currently also ranked as the, well, currently probably isn't the right word because there's no 2022 list on MLB pipeline because we're in the middle of a lockout. And honestly, that probably wouldn't happen until spring training anyways. But last year he ended 2021, I should say, as the ninth ranked prospect in the Detroit Tigers organization. That puts him as the second highest ranked international free agent within our farm system. At nine, with uh, the <laughs> the man we will mention later at the end uh, coming in at number eight, but Santana had a phenomenal season in the DSL for the Tigers in 2021. In 54 games, he had a 4.21 on base percentage, a 5.20 slugging, nine home runs, just under a 2.70 batting average, 12 stolen bases because why not? Uh, 30 walks to 46 Ks, 46 hits in 54 games. He was phenomenal. So he is a really, really exciting one. Like I said, just turned 18. Could be someone that that will be fun to watch going forward, hopefully this season when it actually starts. And watch him progress and watch him develop and, and see a guy who, you know, it'll be fun to see him get promoted out of the DSL and actually get into the real minor league system there. Real probably isn't the right phrase for that, but the the you know the A's of the minor league system, uh, and, and see how good he does within that. A couple of other players that we've gotten over the years, Jose De La Cruz, was is a guy that we spent a decent amount of money on, just a little bit under two million dollars in twenty eight nineteen, I believe twenty eighteen, I think actually, yeah, July third, twenty eighteen. There you go. Um, so he has been a, a guy that everyone has has kind of started to keep their eyes on and such and because he reached single a ball this year and in the DSL in 2019 after we had signed him he put up very very good numbers and now this year he played in the rookie league and in single a in Lakeland in between those he had a 290 OBP a 306 slug and a 203 batting average not great but when you split him up into two the rookie league, he was actually pretty solid. 270 batting average, 361 OBP, 415 slugging percentage, four home runs. Not really a power hitter, though. Uh, 58 Ks, I guess, is a little high in 44 games. But for the most part, uh, he, he was pretty solid in the rookie league. And then his 40 games in single A were a complete train wreck, for lack of a better term. 127 batting average and 39 games played in single A. A slugging percentage of 183, an on-base percentage that barely got to 200. Um, So that's someone, again, it's kind of fun. We can actually start to keep an eye on uh, Jose De La Cruz. And that's another guy that we spent, like I said, a decent amount of money on 
uh, a few years back. We will get into the uh, well. We'll get into the big one after the break, but we will also get into the signees that we got this year and how they look and how they project and all that good stuff. But first, I got to tell y'all about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just using promo code LOCKEDON to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 year. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everyone, we are back here for our third and final segment of Locked on Tigers, going over some international signees with currently within the organization, and then we will get to the ones that we signed this year so far. Uh, another one, one of my favorite international signees of the last couple of years, I guess really ever, because again, we, we've never really been too terribly prominent in that, uh, in, the, in that department, is Adinzo Reyes. And Reyes is somebody that the Tigers signed a couple of years ago now, I believe, also in 2018, actually. And Reyes is an athlete. He's an athlete, man. He, he's got some power upside. Uh, he's a 6'1", 200-pound shortstop. I mean, he is, a, he is a, a specimen of a dude. And the he, he's athletic, and the kind of, I guess, the feel around it is that he will grow into his frame a little bit more as he continues to mature and just build frame in general, workout plans, etc. But the, the people believe that there's some power upside there. So a decent defender, sure with the glove, good arm with some power upside. He's a fun player to keep an eye out for. In 2019, when he was in the DSL, he absolutely raked 331 average, 379 OBP, 501 slug, had a phenomenal 60 games down there in 2019. And then in 2021... He was actually set to make his his minor league, true minor league debut outside of the DSL in 2020, and then COVID happened and there was no minor league season. So in 2021, he had a, a very interesting season because, in, interesting is a stupid word, he had a weird season because in the, the rookie East League, in 12 games, he had a 244 average, a 326 OBP, a 439 slug, hit two home runs. This is only, like I said, in 12 games. Not bad. In the West League, in 36 games, he had a 164 average, a 254 OBP, and a 328 slug with 60 Ks in 36 games. Really struggled. So that's another guy to keep an eye on. And then we'll end on the big one before we get into the signings that we got this season. And that is obviously Roberto Campos, uh, the, one of the biggest <laughs> names within this organization, currently ranked as the number eight prospect in the Detroit Tigers system as a whole. He is 18 years old, was signed at the time. He was the biggest signing in international free agency Tigers history. That's a long title. But uh, then the next season passed by 
Christian Santana by a few thousand dollars, but a $2.85 million bonus for him in 2019. The power upside everyone raves about. He's got a cannon of an arm. He's an athlete as well. A lot of people compare him to Avisail Garcia. That kind of seems to be a really popular one because he's a big dude, 6'3", 200-pound dude that can fly. Athlete, big power. In 2021, in the West Rookie League, he had a 228 average, a 316 OBP, and a 441 slugging percentage, eight homers in 39 games, 17 walks, 41 Ks, three stolen bases. So, You'd like the contact numbers to go up a little bit, and there's still, I mean, he's 18 and he just played in the Rookie West League. Like, he's still got a ton of development to go. None of these guys are really even remotely close to making the majors. This, These are still years down the road, as are all international signees, but it's still fun to look at. And so you'd like the contact to be up a little bit, maybe the walk numbers a little bit, but 17 walks in 39 games is really not bad at all. Uh, the 441 slugging is his bread and butter. He's a power hitter. Uh, so really not a bad 2021 season for Campos. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. And that leads us into the signees for this year that we have gotten so far. There's a whole list of uh, six or eight guys at the time of this recording that we've signed officially. However, a solid five to six of them, there is pretty much no information on. So we're going to talk about the two dudes that were highly ranked prospects within the international signing period that there is video on, that there is stats on, that there is information on, and is scouting reports on. And we can have an expert on. I have uh, somebody in mind, actually, to bring on and and ask about kind of a, a whole pool summary, maybe as the off. We have plenty of time because the lockout's not ending anytime soon. So, But first off, we have Javier Orzario who was ranked as the 13th best international prospect for this signing period, according to MLB Pipeline, and the 10th ranked prospect, according to Baseball America. Baseball America does a ton of fantastic work when it comes to international signings, really just prospects in general, but they are one of the best coverage sites for international prospects. So if you're looking to get more into that, Baseball America is my my top recommendation in that regard. Uh, Osario is six foot two, about 170 pounds. So his comp, I don't even know if there is a, a really good comp for him, but he is a hitting first shortstop. And the other thing to remember is a lot of these dudes are going to be shortstops and center fielders, right? Because when you are that young, if you are the best player on your team or the best athlete on your team, that's where you're going to play. That doesn't necessarily mean that he is going to be a shortstop at the major league level. Now, there is some optimism within the scouting community that he could be a guy that that could stick at shortstop. That being said, he seems to be a good athlete. He is also, as mentioned with a lot of these guys, he is 16 at the day of being signed. Uh, but he's got a quick bat, and that's the thing that every scout and, and their mother seems to be raving about with him. He's got a really quick wrist, a really quick bat, and can hit to all parts of the field. So he, he's a definitely a bat-first, offensive-minded shortstop. And generally, when you have that, you, you see him, th- those kind of prospects with that kind of frame, move to other positions. 
But like I said, there there is some optimism because he has a big arm and because he's an athlete that he could stay there potentially. But I, the reason that he is signed has much more to do with his offensive upside than his defensive upside. If you can hit, they'll find a place for you. That's the golden rule in baseball, right? So really, really good bat speed, though. That is the number one thing across every single scouting report, no matter what website or, or writer or journalist or analyst, whatever you use, at the top of the list with him is going to be bat speed. Bat moves through the zone incredibly quickly. He's probably a guy that is going to have a decent amount of whiffs, maybe a decent amount of strikeouts, but he'll run into to his home runs. And if he makes it to Comerica, he'll run into plenty of doubles as well. So that's the frame and the, and the prototype that you're kind of getting with him. And then the other bigger prospect that we got was another shortstop, Samuel Gill. And he's interesting. He's 17. Interesting is a stupid word. He's intriguing. He's 17 years old, which is on the higher end because, again, a, a lot of these guys are 16. They're signing right when they're eligible to. Um, and I think the variation of his scouting is what makes him so fascinating the MLB pipeline doesn't have him ranked at all in the top 50. However, Baseball America has him as the 21st ranked prospect on their 50 prospect big board. So you're talking about a difference of potentially 30 spots in evaluation when it comes to ranking all of these international prospects. And I, it seems to be the biggest thing with him, you know, with Azario, you the the big ticket was the bat speed and, and seeing how good of a hitter he was in the offensive upside and, and raw tools and intangible things. Whereas Gill is a lot more of a, people are really intrigued by his baseball IQ and just how he plays the game. He is much more raw, but people talk about his baseball instinct. He consistently puts together quality at bats is a quote by Baseball America, good contact skills and all fields approach to get on base frequently. That's intriguing. He's only 5'9", 150 pounds. And for any position that's on the smaller end, but especially a shortstop. Um, but again, he, he seems to be a good hitter and that uh, time and time again, you're, you're seeing in all, most of his reports, the ability to spray the ball all over the field. Doesn't have bad power, even though he's not a power hitter. Could be a, a, a decent, again, in Comerica, man, that, that big-ass outfield. You, you could see him be a doubles threat. Uh, he probably won't stay at shortstop, if I had to guess, uh, today. But, again, these kids are so young. We're going to have to watch them develop and see what they do. But uh, maybe a second baseman in his future with that frame. Regardless. Two very intriguing signings, and we dumped most of our money on those two guys, even though we did get some some lesser-known, not-ranked-in-anybody's top 50 guys after that. But it's just it's such a, and this is what we'll end on, but it's just such a far cry from years past, man. I mean, this was an organization that, that like I said at the beginning, could not have cared less about international signing. And now we're going out and getting a top 10 and a borderline top 20 prospect uh in the same year i mean if, if you're looking at baseball america we we brought in the number 10 and 21st ranked international signing in the same class within a 24-hour period and that's pretty damn exciting uh like i said we i'm going to find a way i i have somebody in mind 
to bring on and we can go way more in depth on all of the players we've brought in and, and their strengths and weaknesses and how they project and all that. But that is for a later date. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms just like this one. That'll do it. Uh, New episode, new episode. Next episode will be Friday because we're still on three a week. Uh, until either, well, I don't know till when. Uh, That's kind of out of my hands, isn't it? Regardless, we'll be back Friday with some more Tigers talk. Same time, same place, baby. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope, and I will catch you all on Friday. Go Tigers.